and welcome again to another episode of Latin in Layman's, where I am today going to go over the perfect passive system. So I went over the present passive quite a while back, but if you need a little bit of a refresher, just go ahead and um, scroll on back to probably lesson 12, I would say, is where the present passive is, and that's where we learned both the fundamentals of a passive sentence and how to differentiate between active and passive, as well as turning a sentence both active to passive and passive to active. So, um, you know, we really, we, we know the, the bare roots of it, uh, hopefully. Uh, so um, to propel us into this lesson, there are two important rules to remember here. So one, the fourth principal part of the verb, that is the perfect passive participle, represents past action and is translating translated excuse me having been whatever for example having been praised so that's going to be the perfect passive participle and how we would translate that if we were turning praise into that fourth principle part verb number two the perfect passive participle plus a form of the verb to be is the formula for creating a passive passive finite verb Right, so we go into those much more in depthly, but uh, there's our little preliminary uh, dealio there. So compared to the present passive, the perfect passive is remarkably straightforward, which is really nice in my opinion. It involves only two verb elements: the fourth principal part of the verb plus a form of essay to be. Um, remember, sum essay. I am, you are, he, she, it, and so on. Um, the fourth principal part, um, which finally comes into play after all the chapters you've uh, been memorizing, it is actually the perfect passive participle, meaning, or, or rather perfect meaning that the action has already been completed, right? We went over that when we went over the, um, the perfect system perfect active and the passive meaning it imports a sense of the passive voice pretty self-explanatory when it stands alone it's translating as having been whatever the verb is in my uh, how i would say that so loved for instance would be having been loved praised like i said having been praised um Anyways, the other component of the perfect passive is a form of the verb to be. That is, or if that form is a finite verb like sum or as, it makes the perfect passive form a finite verb form. Thus, the form of the verb to be imports person and number. If it's sum, it's first person singular. If it's as, it's second person singular, and so on. Also, to a certain extent, it imports tense as well so because by changing the tense of the verb to be you can change the tense of the passive perfect passive verb within the perfect passive system that is make it perfect pluperfect or future perfect right those fun words according to which tense of sum you use so therefore forming a perfect passive verb is quite simple see you take the Number one, perfect passive participle. And then, two, you add a form of the verb to be, sum s, as sumus as descent. 
And then because of this, every perfect passive verb form will always consist of two separate words. There's that. So let's do an example to get a better idea of what I'm talking about. How about the fourth principal part of the verb amo amare amawi amo amare amawi amatus? This is how it would would appear if we look up amo in a Latin dictionary. Uh, now let's add a form of the verb to be. How about sum and to da? You have the perfect passive of love amatus sum which literally translates as, I have been loved. As for the perfect passive participle, there are two elements to note when looking at its construction. First off, its tense value. Because the participle represents an action that has occurred in the past, it translates having been whatever. So in the case of amatus, or amatus, M-A-A-M-A-T-U-S, rather, uh, our fourth principal part for a moamare, having been loved. So when a perfect passive participle like amatus is added to the present tense of the verb to be, sum, it, it means literally sum, I am amatus having been loved, right? A plus B. I love to show people how, like, honestly, think about how objective that is. It's literally taking, you know, two words that mean something uh entirely on their own but when put together it's just a plus b equals c so assume i am amatus having been loved if you put that together a plus b i am having been loved which would be translated as i have been loved so in other words i exist right now assume in a state in which I was once the object of someone's affection, amatus. Um, in uh, trying to break that down a little bit more, um, where Latin puts the past tense value in the participle having been loved, English puts the same past tense value in the form of the verb to be. I have been, thus I have. I am having been loved is the grammatical equivalent of I have been loved. <clears throat> okay, so now the second thing worth noting about the perfect passive participle. It's parts of speech. Essentially, it's an adjective, a verbal adjective technically. That's what participles essentially are and what we'll learn about later on as we go further into it. In terms of its components, it's a verb base to which um, they have been added um, or been given uh, adjective endings. So, um, or rather the participles function the way adjectives do, um, but we, like I said before, are going to talk about that in a later chapter of Wheelock. So principally, they modify nouns. When the perfect passive participle is being used to form a perfect passive verb, it always modifies the subject. So if the subject is nominative, so must the perfect passive participle. So basically, it's a predicate adjective in my opinion. Uh, therefore, perfect passive participles must agree in number and gender with the subject. So say the subject is masculine singular then the perfect passive participle must also be masculine singular. If, or in the case of, 
the verb amo, it would be amatus sum es est, meaning I masculine have been loved, you masculine have been loved, he has been loved. But changing the subject to feminine means the participle must be changed, must be changed, uh, must change its form also, rendering amata rather sum es est, meaning I feminine have been loved, you feminine have been loved, she has been loved. Are you seeing what I'm getting here? Now, if we make the subject neuter, that is, if we get the form amatum est, it would be, it has been loved. So that would essentially be the neuter equivalent. Um, and finally, if the subject is plural, excuse me, then the perfect passive participle must also be plural. Rendering, uh, rendering, rendering masculine forms like amati sumus esti sunt, right? So if, uh, if amatis is plural, as we see as amati, then we're going to be using the plural equivalent of the verb to be. So that's why we would have sumus estis and sunt instead. Um, so it would be amati sumus estis sunt in the feminine forms and in the neuter forms it would be amata sumus esti sunt so we're going to go ahead we're going to take a break and come when we come back we're going to go over uh how to conjugate the perfect passive in its finite form so stay with me Right, so we are back, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with an example of uh, the Latin verb amo, which we're going to conjugate in the per perfect passive uh, get, to give you an idea. So, so what we would do is, so if it was masculine, it'd be amatus, and then remember feminine would be amata, and then neuter would be amatum, and then it would be sum. So amatus sum, I have been loved, amatus S, you have been loved, Amatus Est, he has been loved. Um, I'm just going to do the masculine here, but, uh, you know, assume that I'm doing the feminine, the neuter as well. So Amati Sumus, we have been loved, Amati Estes, y'all have been loved, and Amati Sunt, they have been loved. So note, remember to use us, ah, uh, um, in the singular in accordance with the gender of the subject, or in the plural, ah, uh, or I, or e, i, and a. For remember, uh, uh, it's literally the letter I for the masculine, right? The let uh, the letters a e that con or that vowel cluster, and uh, the consonant or the vowel. What the the vowel A uh, for the neuter in the plural. So the closest translation in English to the Latin perfect passive is either has or have been, was slash were is also a viable translation, but I would resort to the former before the latter in translation in this case. Uh, 
uh, the pluperfect passive functions much the same way the perfect passive does, but instead of sum, it uses the imperfect of the verb to be, which is aram. Remember, aram, arasarat, aramasarati, sarant. So that's pretty straightforward. These two Latin verb forms together literally mean I was having been loved. That is, I once existed in a state at some point in the past, which is aram, I was of already by that time having been the object of someone's affection, amatus, um, <clears throat> having been loved. So which is a very convoluted way of saying I had been loved. So here's a mo conjugated in the pluperfect passive. Amatus, again, I'm just going to be doing the masculine, but we do this for ama amatus, amata, and amatum. So... Amatus Aram, I had been loved. Amatus M, or Amatus Eras, you had been loved. Amatus Erat, he had been loved. Amati Eramus, we had been loved. Amati Eratis, y'all had been loved. And Amati Erat, they had been loved. Oh man, I hate all this chanting. Good God. And finally, the future perfect passive. Okay, Liam, just a little bit more chanting here, and then I'm done. <clears throat> and then you guys are done listening to me for uh, the time being. So, it is constructed, that is the future perfect passive, um, of the perfect, perfect passive participle plus the future tense of the verb to be, producing the equivalent in English of will, which is future, plus have, which is perfect, plus been, which is passive. So will have been is literally how you would translate the future perfect passive. Again, another A plus B plus C equals So here the perfect passive participle brings to light the future perfect, which describes an event which takes place between the present and the future. So if we use a mo as an example again, uh, the Latin future perfect literally means I will one day be in a state, which is a row, right? I will be, where by that point in time, I have already been the object of someone's affection, amatus, having been loved. So therefore, again, in that very convoluted way, we're going to uh, truncate it to I will have been loved. And here is how the future perfect passive in Latin is formed. The future of the verb to be, aro, aris, arit, etc., is added to the perfect passive participle. So I am going to f get this last chanting done uh, on my part because I don't like doing this. It probably just as much as you guys don't or don't like listening to me do it. I just do it, I guess. Well, if you guys don't like me doing it, then why am I doing it? <laughs> All right, another crisis for another time. Amatus, a row. Again, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna be using the uh, masculine endings, but again, we have both. It would be amata, a row in the feminine, and amatum, a row in the neuter. So amatus, a row will be, I will have been loved. Amatus, eris, you will have been loved. Amatus, erit, he, she, it. Or rather, he will be, will be will have been loved. Amati Eremus, we will have been loved. Amati Eretis, y'all will have been loved. And Amati Erunt, they will have been loved. <clears throat>
And remember, I just, well, I was going to say I'm, I'm going to close it out now, but there's one little thing that I would just always want to remind you guys is that with all passive verbs, they expect those agents, whether they be ablative or dative agents. Remember when we went over that in the past, the present passive. So if you guys need a little bit of a refresher on that, I would refer back to the present passive uh, system that I go over. Um, and, uh, and yeah, otherwise, thank you very much for sticking with me. Uh, we've gone over both the present and the perfect passive verbs. Can you guess what may be coming next? I don't know. We shall see. Until next time, Tempest est descalerae.